Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we discuss, educate and talk about industry news and hot topics, company reviews and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International. With a career covering nearly two decades, Mining International partners with new and junior miners and larger predominant players in the market. With no further ado, here is your host, Rob Tyson. Hi, mining community. Welcome again to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And today's guest is Christian Isaday, who's the MD of Hot Chili Limited, um, who are an ASX-listed Australian mineral exploration company um, who have a well advanced who are well advanced in developing its portfolio of copper projects on the coastal range in region three in Chile. Um, I'm gonna let Christian explain more detail about the company and what they're actually doing. So um, I want to hand over to Christian. So um, hi Christian, how are you going? Yeah, very well, Rob. Great to chat. So obviously your project's in um, Chile, you're actually in Australia. So what we do with these podcasts, if you can um, explain a little bit about your background from your, I suppose, your, from when you graduated and a little bit of a snapshot of your career. And then we go into um, talking about um, hot chili. Right. Sure. Well, my, my, my background, I, I was schooled over here in Western Australia and, uh, and grew up in, in Perth and uh, qualified with a geology degree and spent many years in the industry um, in gold over in over in Australia here and and working for a few companies including Placer and and uh, and I guess uh, yeah really uh, you know with the last uh, 15 or 20 years of my career has been managing um, resource companies and and I guess uh, I founded Hot Chili back in around 2008 with my chairman Murray Black so uh, you know my, my background is certainly as a geologist and and uh, mineral economics background yeah and how how and why did you get into geology oh look i, I think you know my father was a mining engineer so okay. i'm sure that ha- that had it had its influence but uh but no i quite enjoyed uh, the geology units that we that we did in my core science degree and uh and and looked to carry that on um graduating with an honors from uwa and and then, uh, you know, I guess sort of branching out into the business and commercial side of, the, of mining and um, completing some studies and masters in mineral economics and an MBA. So uh, a few of these things that you pick up along the way while you're um, while you're working. Yeah, certainly. And um, you mentioned that you've sort of been managing companies before, obviously before Hot Chili. You were managing companies or you were just going out exploring? Yeah, look, I, I guess, you know, I, I had a technical career and and uh, I left Placer Dome, I think it was around 2004, 2005, um, after working with their global generative group and based over here in Western Australia. And I uh, teamed up with a, with a former colleague who, um, who actually uh, owned and operated the um, drilling contractors for the first company I started my career with, which was a very successful gold company. Um, called Hill 50 here in Western Australia, um, run by um, the legendary Peter Cook. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so you know, that's uh, where I met my chairman, uh, Murray Black. Um, Murray's a Kalgoorlie mining entrepreneur and um, has his interests in um, in many businesses. But um, 
But look, I I, I went and worked for him um, running a, another gold junior um, on the exploration and geology side of things, and and then eventually, uh, you know, an opportunity for us to uh, to invest over in Chile came together, and I had my hand in uh, in eventually going over there and um, spending two years privately backed by Mr Black to secure a, a raft of projects on the coastal range next to infrastructure and you know I guess we were really looking to uh, move out of um, you know the big amount of effort that goes into developing small projects and companies to um, to really stepping into the big league and going to Chile and um, and targeting large copper assets um, on their coastal range. Yeah and um, I wonder if you can give the audience an overview of hot chili or a snapshot and then i've got some questions that i want to ask you obviously um sort of digging deep more into uh the company and projects you're involved in sure well look we we listed the company on the asx uh, back in 2010 and you know in that period um we had a a great deal of very large early success um, with the discovery of our product Tora um, project, which has been the flagship project for the company for many years. Um, and uh, and that was the discovery of a large um, open pitable um, quarter of a billion tonne resource at about half a percent copper grade and 0.1 gold, um, you know, just next to port and major infrastructure, 600 kilometres to the north of Santiago. And as uh, as companies develop um, assets, you know, obviously you know, a significant amount of money was put into that over the years that propelled the company to, to great heights in the early periods. And then, of course, um, you know, you, you show your resilience when you go through um, nuclear winters in this business um, associated with commodity price turndowns. So, you know, I, I guess we, you know, coming into um, 2020, we've had a very dramatic turnaround in the fortunes of the company from a company that went from nothing to a great success in 2012, 13, 14, and, and then back to a, to a very small market capitalization, but more importantly, you know, able to survive. Yep. Um, there are 30 or 35 of our peers in the copper development space on the ASX um, did not over that period. So it's sort of, you know, that 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 uh, that realization that you're one of uh, one of maybe four or five Bradbury's left standing. And, you know, we we uh, we'd searched for a way forward um, to turn the company around for many years and had a very well kept secret in an acquisition that we had come across that had been made um, of a major discovery that had been made right next to our um, large investment that was effectively um, frozen. And that was really about trying to put together um, two very big assets, if we could get our hands on it, that looked likely to enable the entire large-scale copper and gold project that we've been trying to get up um, to be unlocked. And really, you know, at the beginning of 2019, uh, a very dramatic thing happened with the announcement of that acquisition and for the first time, the world seeing um, what a private Chilean billionaire had been working on, but had never been released. And you know, to to the market's surprise, and, and not 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 ours, but um, you know, we were looking at world class um, drilling intersections from surface over 23,000 meters of diamond drilling completed into this project. And amazingly, you know, that rabbit out of the hat situation that I talked about, you know, pulling out a major discovery 14 kilometres away from your major project um, 
look, that's how the year began. Um, it was really, I guess, after that, what has now propelled the company further, further more so, and uh, and meant that um, we ended the year as one of the one of the uh, highest performing ASX resource companies um, yeah. in 2019, and and that was, you know, something that we thought was very big and good um, turned into something extraordinary, and we were able to, um, and even with the announcement yesterday, able to announce uh, five of uh, some of the top copper gold intercepts um, reported globally um, over the past two years. So to be putting out uh, near one kilometre intersections at half a percent copper and 0.2 gold from surface, um, it's pretty rare in this business to be doing that. So we finished the year very strongly and I guess, uh, you know, we've now very much uh, resigned ourselves to the fact that uh, we, we spent a good eight, nine years of our lives developing Productora, which is now looking to be uh, just a very large satellite open pit um, right next to probably what was always um, always the sort of uh, father of the two. Yeah, well, congratulations obviously on the result. Um, and as obviously you mentioned that um, Hot Chili was one of the uh, sort of top 10 best performing ASX listed small cap resource companies um, in 2019. Um, obviously off the back of a Cotadora transaction and obviously with the drill results that you've just mentioned um, given all this given all of the, obviously this um, how big do you think the project can can get yeah look you know with nearly 40,000 meters of drilling put into this thing from the previous owners and now hot chili um, with our rigs turning in a day or two to start the new campaign this year um, you know, a lot of this discovery um, spread over two kilometres, four big porphyries um, to surface. You know, a lot of it was left open, and that's what really attracted us to this thing. Um, we've seen it um, continue to double in size, um, you know, every few months with uh, with the drilling that we're putting in. Of course, last year we found a very high-grade bulk tonnage um, zone on the largest porphyry discovered. Um that largest porphyry is very substantial in size in its own right. It's some 600 metres long at least and uh, and some 250 metres wide and drill tested to approximately 1 to 1.2 kilometres. So um, what we have at the moment is, is certainly um, a lot bigger than what we thought. We thought we were putting together maybe two projects of equal size. Um, of course, product tour is around a quarter of a billion tonnes at about half a percent, and um, that's where we started with this exercise. Um, we, we feel that the, the deposit has grown um, a lot larger than that, and um, and I guess it's showing a lot of hallmarks that really there's a lot larger um, targets sitting um, adjacent to this existing discovery. And we're, we're, we're quite early in this discovery phase, um, but you know certainly doesn't ha have a pathway to potentially becoming a tier one. Um, yes, it, it, it's very much showing all of those signs. Um, are we there yet? No. Um, but has this thing grown exponentially since we began drilling? Um, yes. Yeah. So, look, uh, like, a, like a good politician, uh, I can't give you a, a target size which is not in the market and not defined by the company, but um, you know, certainly the, uh, the maiden resource which we're looking to put out at the beginning of Oh, in this first half of 2020, you know, it is going to be something that very much um, makes Productora look like it's a little brother. Yeah. 
Um, and obviously, originally, Hot Chili secured Cortadora um, to add to the existing uh, Progetora, if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, yes. And uh, El Fergo Copper Developments. Um, is the are you still pursuing a production hub approach to combining um, these these uh, deposits? Yeah, and look, it's always been the you know the advantage of the of, of Productora uh, was you know its location um, next to all of that coastal range infrastructure, you know, sub one thousand meters altitude, and to have now put together you know high grade satellites. Um, and uh, a project like Cordadera right next to Proctora, you know, we have a cluster of three major um, production sources um, within a 10-kilometre radius of one another. Um, so that's that's very unique to have the high-grade blend sitting next to, um, undoubtedly, which is what the centrepiece of the of the production hub will be, which is Cordadera, and then to have, like I say, a, a two-and-a-half-kilometre-long pre-feasibility completed um, bulk tonnage satellite pit and product tour already sitting there. So the inherent value built into um, what we have um, established, you know, is um, is certainly in, well in excess of the 100 million already invested into product tour. Um, but now we see Cordadera very much as the centre of this mass. Um, one production facility um, so that is sourcing multiple um, large ore sources and high-grade ore sources. So very much uh, our production hub strategy is uh, is alive and well. Um, it's just that Cordadera is now um, taken centre stage. Yeah. And how has the country taken taken to this and obviously the, the mining industry within Chile? With, uh... Yeah, look, it's, it's very exciting when yeah. someone makes a big discovery, right? I mean, we've been putting out uh, our recent releases that have outlined, um, you know, now the, the, the five um, plus... 600 meter long um, drilling results um, into a table of I think the top 25 um, copper gold intercepts recorded around the world and to be one of uh, one of the uh, companies that's um, delivering that on that list you're amongst a, a, a class that includes Sol gold with Cascabel yep. and regulus resources up in Andacurry uh, and and now hot chili with Cordadera and really outside of that you only have two other names, um, which are both majors, Zajin with their big Timok uh, acquisition from Nevsan um, up in Serbia, with two results announced, and two results announced from um, Rio Tinto's Patterson uh, copper find in Western Australia. So so I guess, uh, you know, we're in a, a very short field of um, prominent discoveries, and, uh, you know, it's... Um, you know, it certainly has uh, been very pleasing in 2019 and we hope to replicate and, and do better this year. Yeah. And what challenges do you see yourselves facing moving forward? Well, look, you know, I think the, the usual challenges with uh, with developing any asset um, in the resource game globally, um, you know, we, we have uh, obviously got very well advanced studies and, and relationship built up in Chile um, in the local area that Protura and Cordadera will be developed, um, have a significant um, number of stakeholders that um, that have uh, that have been by our side as we've as we've moved forward. So, you know, I think that uh, that the external environment with copper and commodity prices is always a key um, determinant as to you know when companies find things as to when they can actually deliver them. And 
I'm not talking about conceptual delivery dates um, with that inherent built-in assumption that uh, availability to finance, um, that is, uh, kind to your shareholders, um, allows you to keep going at a particular speed. And th those are the type of things that companies have to um, be steered just like a car. Um, you know, you have an accelerator, you have a brake, and you have a steering wheel. And, you know, the challenges um, are always related to um, availability to finance. But when you find something um, very rare that's delivering world-class results, as we are, I think I've said it in other interviews, you know, that external environment on copper price becomes less important. Um, you're dealing with, you know, assets that potentially sit always at the top of the list of yep. uh, most of the major companies in the world because, you know, anyone that's sitting on tier one assets, whether it's in copper gold or another commodity, you're talking about very substantial long life um, operations that can be uh, that can be um, built out of those those opportunities. So, you know, I think that uh, that our challenges relate to firstly, you know, the the common saying, you know, I've got good news and bad news. Good news is I I uh, found a porphyry, and and the bad news is I found a porphyry. So, yeah, you know, with uh, with with tackling something that's you know colossal, um, obviously um, financing is going to be probably um, the biggest determinant on how fast we can progress this um, this discovery. Yeah, um, it's obviously widely publicised the lack of large scale copper developments um, in the world. How do Hot Chili's projects stack up, stack up against other developments and recent major discoveries? And obviously, I suppose we're talking about the global market yeah look you know we're obviously in the in the large scale space um, yeah. in copper um, so we're in a very deep market um, there are very few of the plus 200,000 ton per annum copper projects of in the world and there's even less um, of the 100 to 200,000 and 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 uh, particularly when you talk about the giant deposits. So, you know, they're very rare. They're getting harder to find. The majors are dedicating um, increasing um, components of their budget and, and indeed probably the majority of the Rio Tinto and BHP budget is directed towards copper exploration and trying to find the next tier one. So um, that's a snapshot um, that is inherent throughout the business. Um, copper is uh, is on everyone's um, shopping list. Yep. Um, because these things take a long time to develop and they're getting very hard to find. Yep. So, you know, you find something with large scale and good grade in a tier one jurisdiction, you put it in the middle of infrastructure on the coastline next to a port and, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're uh, dealing with the ingredients of something that could be quite special. Um, however, you know, we've got a long way to go. And um, but we've uh, had a very very positive start to uh, to obviously the the Cordillera experience. So you know, I think it's um it's going to be a good year for us. Yeah, sounds it. Um, and what are your thoughts on copper um, as a commodity compared to other commodities? Um, obviously, I do hear a lot of um, people speaking about copper and and saying it's going to be the sort of next next commodity that's going to push through and sort of become the major major commodity. What 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 are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Are you, you, you're involved in copper and um, yeah, just wonder what your thoughts compared to other commodities. Yeah, it's you know it's a commodity that has just got that 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 beautiful two tinges. You know, it's it's the red metal and it's Dr. Copper by name. 
but um, but you, you also get a fair bit of green metal, and, and it is very much the green metal of the future. It's the centre of electrification yep. um, and the centre of the renewables um, industry uh, in terms of renewable energy. So, you know, I think it's going to play a very important role going forward, which is probably going to secure its... Um, its base of, uh, of, of annual growth um, in terms of consumption. Um, on the supply side, you know, it's well publicised the, uh, the constraints to new supply, yeah. um, let alone maintaining existing supply. So I think there's going to be a very positive um, supply-demand backdrop. Um, just how exacerbated that gets, I think time will tell. Um, with the take-up of, um, of of this new technology and um, and a growing acceptance of electrification globally, so you know I think it sits in a very good position. Um, you know we're starting to see a bit of a, a bit of a resurgence in the price. Um, I think that most copper CEOs would be very happy when we see it, you know, over three dollars and certainly towards incentive price of around three dollars thirty for uh, most of the pipeline. Um, but um, but no, I think that uh, that you know copper is, uh, is is going to be on most people's tongues um, this year and going into the next uh, two to three years ahead. Yeah, um, and do you see a more positive backdrop for the large copper gold exploring? Yeah, well, it's, it's going to, it's, it certainly is. It's going to trickle through. Yeah, and that's that's what I discussed earlier in terms of availability of finance for for projects. Uh, in the copper exploration and development space, you know, I think that you'll you'll see a, a, a larger allocation when we see the uh, base metals complex receive more attention, and and that's what I think is has has started to occur, and so I think that that can only be very positive for other um, peer copper gold explorers and developers. Yeah, and and ha- and obviously with hot chili, um, have you been receiving any um, interest from sort of larger mining companies and finance groups um, to give yeah. them success? Yeah, look, we've been having um, we've been having some 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 very uh, uh, good discussions with uh, with with various um, interested parties, um, be they mining companies or finance groups, um, and uh, and certainly you know we we were able to to uh, find a, a significant amount of. Um, support and a growing institutional-led um, support um, for ag- activities last year and indeed this year, and um, and you know we um, I guess the message is certainly getting out that um, what started as a a very savvy deal at the beginning of 2019 has become something very different. So um, where we go from here, I imagine that, um, that we'll continue to have uh, good and fruitful discussions with with several. Mining companies and uh, and see see where where uh, where we land in terms of um, possibly procuring um, support to take the uh, investment forward. Yeah. Do you, do you have a exit plan, um, or is it was it something that you thought of before, and has that exit plan changed at all? Well, you know, I think uh, I think you know exit plans, uh, you know, are, are where you where you uh, end up uh, rather than what you. You, you may uh, put in place uh, in your head when you start these things, but um, you know certainly from the beginning we've been very dedicated to a to a focus to you know develop some large assets in Chile on the coastline, and this is very much you know a, a, a real renaissance for the company with Cordadera and something really quite unbelievable and very unique for a company to have done this. Yeah. So 
you know, I think that, uh, you know, our, our success, um, you know, has been a great start, but um, for our shareholders, um, and we're, we're some of the largest shareholders in the company, um, we've got a long way to go. So, you know, I, I don't think we're contemplating exit plans or uh, or anything uh, like that um, when we've uh, we've only got the company to a 60 million market cap again. So, yeah. you know, I think that we're being a, a lot more ambitious than that. Yeah. Um, so as a sort of conclusion, um, what's the outlook for, for Hot Chili and, and especially uh, Cortadora? Yeah, well... I think if last year's performance, you know, rating in the top 10 best performing stocks is anything to go by, if we uh, if we continue that run, then uh, then then clearly I think you know Hot Chili has has got a got a great year ahead. Um, to uh, put out our first drilling announcement for the year a couple of days ago and announce a 650 meter intercept and um, the first step out hole drilled on. One of the largest porphyry to uh, keep going, you know. I think that, um, that we've got a lot of exciting times ahead with uh, with with the next drill results, and then ultimately a first resource coming out that um, no doubt um, will impress. Well, it sounds it sounds all positive, and uh, again, congratulations on the just recent results that you uh, that you announced. So, um, no, it, excellent. It, sound, it sounds it sounds like you've got something something good there, and um, obviously looking to develop that and uh you've got all you've got everything seems to be in place to um to make it into a tier one so um yeah congratulations on that um what just one last just one last question um which i'm starting to ask every guest on on the uh, podcast um if there's one person that you like to sort of listen to on the podcast or someone you feel that we must interview um who would you uh, recommend? Yeah, look, you know, it's, it's hard to look past uh, you know, good, a good uh, supporting and uh, investor and, and shareholder in Hot Chili, um, Rick Rule, uh, yep. over at Sprite. I, I very I, much... I've uh, interviewed him uh, on, on a previous podcast, so yeah. I may, may, may even get him back again. Yeah, exactly. No, he's a, a very clever man. Um, well, thank you, Christian. Really appreciate um, you giving us... Uh, an update on um, on hot chili, and it, like I said, it does sound um, exciting times for you. Um, and I'm sure anyone that's listening to this uh, will definitely um, have a look at your progress and and certainly follow follow what you're what you're doing. Um, if the audience wants to uh, contact you, how can they uh, go about doing that? Yeah, look, there's a portal on the internet through uh, www.hotchili. That's chili.net.au, and I'm sure that uh, they'll be able to contact and get uh, the most recent updates on the company um, through our website. Yes, yeah, certainly. And are you on any social media platforms at all? No, not yet, but um, watch this space. Yeah, no worries. Um, so really appreciate your time, Christian. Thanks, thank you for giving the, the audience an update. Um, and also, um, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you uh, enjoyed the podcast and definitely have a look at their um, what they've achieved so far and um, keep a note of them and their um, progress. So thank you for everyone for listening um, and thank you again, Christian. So until next time, happy mining. Thanks for listening to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. If there are any topics you want discussed or questions you want to ask any guests, then you can email us at rob at mining-international.org 
or you can follow Rob and Mining International on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube for more content and to have your questions answered. Until next time, happy mining.